Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Core, where we talk about video games, the industry around it, and the happenings and goings-on in our world of gaming life. That's a sentence I didn't write, so maybe I should next time, then it will sound better. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's me and John again. Bo is out this week. Should be back next week, uh, but uh, no Bo tonight. We are bowless, so we have our, you have our axe, but not our bow in our, in our coming adventure in the world of games. Hey, John, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. You know, nothing's going on in video games. Nobody's talking about any video games or video game this week. No, no. There's no particular single game that's that just hit the market that everybody's talking about. I mean, how yeah. that would be weird. Uh, what? Ex- oh, wait. There is one. I'm sorry. There's one. I've, it's just been told in my ear, in my left ear. The producers in the booth have just said, look, uh, Cyberpunk came out, so you have to talk about that shit. So we're going to do that. But before we do, a quick uh, note, uh, a strange programming note. Both John and I sort of forgot when it was happening, but the Game Awards are happening like right now, <clears throat> which means I don't care so much about the awards. That's fine. I said this before. Awards aren't really the big deal to me. What I care about is there's going to be a bunch of uh, announcements and stuff that come out of this. And um, what those are and what those will be, I don't know yet. Uh, we know that Sephiroth now is in the Smash Brothers and officially has stabbed Mario. We know what else? Do we know anything else yet? Uh, that's all I. That's all I know so far. Is Sephiroth stabbed Mario? Right, as he should have. Twenty twenty. It's <laughs> it's about damn time that that fight happened uh, out out in the open where it belongs. But anyway, we'll we'll see kind of what happens. Uh, there's some rumored stuff to be announced. Possibly a Mandalorian video game coming from I don't know who EA. Probably I think they still have the the dev license to do all Star Wars stuff at the moment. I'm not sure actually, but uh, that may happen. We may get. Uh, oh, I've I've heard rumor. I've heard tale that uh, again on the EA front that uh, whatever Dragon Age Four looks like will be shown in like gameplay footage. Uh, so that could be interesting. Yeah. And what I'm really hoping for is a deeper look at whatever that thing Obsidian Entertainment is making uh, for Microsoft. Um, I forgot the name of it now, but it's 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 kind of another Skyrimy, you know, first person whatever. But I just love those guys, so they can do no wrong in my book, and I'm really excited to see what happens there. But before we get to any of that, because again, most of it hasn't happened, we're just going to wait for it to pop here on the show. 
We're going to dive in to the news. All right, the big news is there's a video game out called Cyberpunk 2077, which has been uh, long uh, talked about. Seven, eight years of development was announced before The Witcher 3 was finished uh, back in 2015 when it launched. And a lot of anticipation, a lot of high hopes for this thing that's taken forever to get to us. And uh, numerous delays uh, was originally announced, I want to say officially or shown officially in 2017, I believe, at that E3. And then, uh, and that's where we got to see gameplay. And there's like a whole sequence where you take the naked lady out of the tub, that whole bit. Um, yeah. That was shown. So we, you know, that was basically like, oh, okay, this is a video game. And then I think the plan was 2019, early 2019 release, I think. But then, or maybe it was late 2018 even. Um, and then delay and then delay and then delay. And it got delayed all the way until this last week. And or this week, I guess we're not out of this week yet. And uh, here it is. It exists in in a form. It exists in a form of a video game that may or may not be completely baked in the oven. There might be some bugs and some problems. Everyone likes saying Cyberbug 2077, which is fine. Oh, they Um, got a cool little catchphrase. Yeah. I mean, I did one of my own. I I gave us the unofficial title of the episode, Cyberpunk or Cyberpunked. Oh, Because oh. I feel like it's one of those two, depending on your experience. Because you're right. Depends on what oven you pull that cake out of. That game is either uh, delicious or it is in liquid form. Well, the two liquid forms in particular, which are really pissing people off, are the two platforms it was originally developed for or announced for, which is PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, even on Pros and Xbox One Xs, these sort of half-step consoles, this thing is a mess. <laughs> it's really bad. Like I, the video streams I'm seeing, even post-patch, where in the patch fixed a lot of stuff, but uh, that initial patch anyway, but the streams and some of the YouTube stuff I've seen is really janky and mostly comes in the form of incredibly late texture pop in and object pop and uh, some of the usual, you know, open world stuff like, oh, that guy's in T-pose for no reason or this dude's gun is backwards in his hand or whatever. But mostly it was like frame rates dropping down to nothing, like two, yeah. three frames during a cutscene or something. Uh, just really, really unfinished, poor looking, bad versions of the game on those platforms. And that's a bummer because not everybody's going to rush out and get new consoles or let alone have, you know, a maxed out PC where they may have a better experience. But even in some of those cases, people are having different issues with different configurations. They always talk about how these guys are PC first in their development, but it doesn't sound like it's been pretty a a uniform experience on PC. In fact, I think you kind of had a weird thing to tell us about. Uh, I didn't in fact, have you know a great what? first experience in let's Night di- City. Let's dive into this because this is this is kind of what I want to get to before we talk about anything else. Um, all right, so I'll start. When I got it, I I still had this decision to make. I was like, am I going to play this on PC or am I going to play this on console? And the defining, deciding factor now that I've got a Series X under the TV was where am I going to be comfortable to dive into a deep RPG thing? Uh, or or uncomfortable to show a man wiener on screen, depending on how you look at it, I guess. Because that's a big screen in the living room where everyone lives, and there's a wiener right there for you. 
Hey, everybody, um, look at this. And uh, yeah, it's right up there it's in all its glory. right up there in all of its glory. And it's, and it's, and it's short, medium, or long glory. Those are your options. Um, <laughs> okay, hold on. I yeah. gotta, we're talking about it right now. I have to ask you. <laughs> did, how many times did you go through the length of Jester? <laughs> just, just to watch it go... <laughs> I won't lie. I won't lie. This is about ten fifteen at night, okay? Because the game the game hit consoles at ten o'clock Mountain Time last night, and and I I, I will admit, go on, first of all, I'm doing the character creator and I'm having a blast. I'm like, oh my gosh, they get to do your teeth. This is dumb in a first person game. I'm never gonna see these teeth, but okay, let's do the teeth and. Like I'm doing all these crazy options and items, and I'm like, man, they sure let you. Oh shit, that's a penis. So sure enough, you get down to this uh, option where it says your penis, and I'm gonna do. I'm a, I made a dude. I assume if you make a lady, uh, you do some sort of vaginal you, you, uh, deal. I don't know. You I can no do idea. either. You can be a you can be a lady and still have a penis down there. This is 2077. Oh Scott. right, that year you can yeah, do er, you can do possible. whatever you want. You can be a dude. <laughs> With a vagina, if you want it. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even bother that setting. So here's what I did. I cycled through short, medium, and long a few times. Not a hundred times, but you know, probably six times. And I ended up just going with medium. Just stuck with medium. Just a good size. Yeah. That's fine. It's a you know, I, the one thing I didn't want is and you mentioned this on Twitter, I guess, is some glitches make it so that your your ding dong flops out of your polygons a little bit. And uh yep. I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want. Well, actually, maybe I do. I want to clip that, but I don't want to. I don't want to have the. I don't want to be in a really important story moment to have my guy go and then just out the side of his freaking you know pants polygon. But uh, it's weird. It's so weird. And you know that. And you're right. How long before the penis mod is released? Probably already out, Benjamin. It's probably out now, or at least somebody's hard at work on it. Uh, to really oh, go to nuts. keep it in the pants. Yeah, I or, hope that's what they call the mod. I think I think what keep he means is pants. like how much you're going to get a mod that's going to say, all right, I want it to be like that dude on the season two of the boys. I want that guy. <laughs> Love sausage. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, let's, let's yeah. get that that model in there. <laughs> let's get that going. So anyway, that was a weird thing to run into. And then also I thought, well, when I'm done with this and I can turn this away from my giant screen in the basement where anyone could walk in and look at me making a wiener, right? There's even like a bunch of pubic hair things. So it's like, all right, do you want like a big old Afro looking bushy thing? You want a little uh, little Hitler mustache thing there? You want a, like a full runway? Like they want you to yeah. pick all these grooming options. So I'm like, okay, okay. And then when I finally got done, I thought, okay, well, I'm done with that. No, he's still standing there naked for the rest yeah. of your stuff. What just, what pubic hair option did you pick? I don't remember. I think uh, I, I wanted. Pick, I picked the one that looked like the Arizona state flag. Just a <laughs> bunch of rays. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think I did something more normal, but I made sure that I got it to be the same color as my beard and hair, which is blue. So... I want it to be known that my dude is coordinated and matched. Okay. So that's what yeah. you want to know. Uh, anyway, got done with that, started the game and never thought about it again. I don't know what, if this is, is there a point to that penis other than here we are talking about it and the whole world will, oh, the penis here. Like, is that why they put it in the game or is there some reason it's in the game? So I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far. I haven't gotten to a take it out option yet. All right. I don't, I just, even if there's like some sex scene in it, like there was in the Witcher a couple of times, to what end is the point of making, you're not, it's not like you're going to be like the first video game 
with a less than adults only rating that show full penetration or something or have a boner man. That's not going to happen. I don't know. It's, the, it's there. Look, you get to feel like that is your character. That is your penis to do with what you will. So wait, you're saying as I could have been a man, but with a uh, with a Virginia, I could have gone that way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Can I go back and change it? I want a Virginia. I mean, I don't know if there's a way to like change how your character looks. There should be, right? Because the idea of cyberpunk is you're, you know, you're modifying your body in various ways. I would think there would be a way to go in and be like, hey, I want to redo things, you know, mm-hmm. re- remake me. And but I haven't gotten far enough in the in the game yet. Eight bit eight bit XD says the only way to do it is to start the game again. Or he more sarcastically oh. said, "Yep." Start the game again. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing, though. I They may not have accounted for that. I feel like they should have. I mean, I feel like if you go to a Ripper dock and you get, you know, modifications on you. Right. You should be able to go to a Ripper dock and go, I would like my hair to be different. And uh, also my face and yeah. my eyes. Yeah. Give me those cool spiral eyes. There's some cool options in there. I did the I did the spiral eyes, the black and white spirals, and they look really cool. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, so cosmetic stuff is really cool. I thought of you because I know you love to spend a lot of time making character um, and starting over and going, eh, it's not quite right and going back. Like, that's a John thing we're all aware of. And so I thought of you through that whole thing. I've made the character four times in case anybody's counting. See, four characters. Yeah. There was a naked person on my screen for a very long time yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep the kids out of the house while that's going on so that your Virginia or your Pedro is not showing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's that. And uh, okay, so back to the overall here. Uh, my decision was made yesterday afternoon before six, because at six was the PC launch. And my thing was like, well, if I'm playing PC, I'll have it by then. And if not, I'll do the 10 o'clock thing. I ended up going Series X for a couple of reasons. Number one, they have said publicly, and we talked about it last week, their plan is whenever any additional enhancements come out for the newer consoles, PS5 and Xbox, they're going to, um, you're, you'll just have the game with the updates. It'll be like what they did here with Destiny in the last few days, which we will talk about today. I almost forgot to talk about that. Um, and so that made me happy. But the bigger thing was my butt will be on a couch. I will be comfortable. I can chill there. I'll have popcorn. It'll be great. That's how I like to play a game like this anyway. Super chill. I don't want to be hunched in front of my computer. People are like, well, what about control? I'm totally fine with controllers with first-person shooters. No problem. No problem at all. I've always liked it. It's not a big deal. Once you get your head around it, and some there are days I still prefer it because I'm just not hunched over a keyboard and a mouse all the time. So that was my decision-making. That was 100% based on that. I have to admit, I was nervous because when I went into this, I went, well, isn't aren't I just downloading the Xbox One version of the game and not the... The, the, you know, uh, certainly not the PC version because the PC version is going to, you know, do all the stuff with video cards and everything. Like, am I going to get the bad experience by simply the fact that it's the same code base, backwards compatible or not? Or will the Series X like kick in some massive performance and change my experience with it for the better? And I didn't know this was an unknown. Okay. So I decided to take the jump. I knew about the problems people were reporting, but I did it anyway. But also I heard they were people reporting problems on PC as well. So I was like, well, either way, I'm either going to get lucky here or I'm not. This is like this is like when they put Batman. um, 
what was the Batman Arkham one? Knight. Arkham Knight. When they put Arkham Knight out on yeah. PC, everybody on the planet had a problem, but me and you actually, and we couldn't figure out why we were so lucky. Like we never had a problem with the game. Uh, but every everybody else had had issues at launch, and I just thought, well, maybe I'll get lucky, so I'm going to roll the dice in this direction. I got to spend fifty nine bucks either way, so I'm going to do it over here. So I did that. Uh, I'm happy to report I have experienced zero glitches, <laughs> no weird jank, no crashing, no frame rate drops, no weird pop in, none of it. It's running perfectly <laughs> on there for me. Load times are short. Um, they have a, there's both a performance mode and a you know every bell and whistle turned on mode. I messed around back and forth. Basically, one locks you at 30 with all the stuff turned on. Well, you've messed with it on um, uh, Valhalla, right? You've messed around with that a little bit. So yeah. You've seen the difference. Yeah. It's like that difference. It's like, sure, you're getting a, perhaps a, a better texture fidelity or whatever, but you're you're locked at 30 frames, whereas in performance mode, you get 60 frames plus. Um, in my case, I have 120 hertz uh, TV now, so I, I'm, I'm at whatever that maximum will allow. And it, it was smooth as butter. And I couldn't tell the difference between the two modes. So I just stuck with the smooth one because I can't tell. I really couldn't tell. I'd take screenshots of both, look at them real close. I'm like, this looks the same. So I just went with the one that was giving me 60 plus and tweaked a couple other options. And it's running great. I haven't had a single problem. Nothing. Just ran every time. Uh, no interruptions. No, no moments of like, oh, my gosh, is they going to make me restart this? Or this quest is bugged or... Like all the reports I've been hearing, I didn't have any of that. So, you know, blessed be my decision just because I feel lucky. I feel like I, I, I feel like I dodged a bullet a little bit, at least for now, because eventually this is like the Witcher. Remember the Witcher launched with all kinds of issues and oh, yeah. people complained. It doesn't look like the videos you showed at E3 and other people are like it crashes constantly and it's this and that and the other. I mean, we're just in that we're just in that phase that they did before. Not that they couldn't have done better now. Certainly they could have. And I kind of wish they would have at launch. They delayed this thing enough. Um, but part of me now, after seeing the good experience I'm having on the Series X, I'm convinced more than ever this latest delay that they did that pushed it to the release date we got this week was not about a bunch of extra work that had to be done because supposedly, you know, Goldmaster had shipped. I think they were waiting for an environment where two new powerful consoles were out in the marketplace, not in huge numbers yet, but enough to sort of say, well, you know, sure. It's a little slow over here, but just look at all on these. Like, I feel like there was like an effort to do that because clearly these things weren't optimized for 2013 through 2020, uh, PS4, Xbox one age. Like, just not I don't know close. if I would say, I think that's the reason they delayed it. But I think it definitely might have been in their thinking because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. If this had come out in a world where the PS5 and the uh, Series X were on the horizon and not out, we would be having a very different talk. Oh, yeah. I mean, we still are having that talk, but it's easy for you to say, well, I'm having a wonderful experience. And you're technically having a wonderful experience on the Xbox One version of the game. But because you're running it on a more powerful console, you're getting this wonderful experience with it mm -hmm. that other people who said, oh, I have an Xbox One. This is an Xbox One game or I have a PS4. This is a PS4 game and bought it. They are not having that experience. No. 
at all. And for the record, um, just to kind of give my introduction with it, I did not have a great first experience with the game. Uh, I downloaded it. I booted it up. I did the I ran the NVIDIA. Hey, please run this on recommended settings. It said everything. I got into the game uh, and everything seemed okay. I didn't run into anything crazy at first, um, but all of a sudden I got to a part in the in the story where I'm in a flying vehicle and it lands and I get out of the car and there's some guys that come to accost you and all of a sudden it was moving at like five frames a second. It was Ugh. awful. I've never seen a drop in quality like that out of nowhere and it became unplayable to me. So I shut it down and thought, okay, well, I'll tweak some settings here and there. And I messed with it and I booted it back up and I thought, okay, well, I'll try a different, you know, let me try another character. Let me see what happens. And I ran into the, uh, or I reloaded the save. I ran into the same problem about 10 minutes later in the game. I got about 10 minutes further in and then it happened again. Did it seem like it was like, building up with time like a memory leak sort of thing or something like I that. I do think there's some element to that because I ran into something even more peculiar after that. Okay. So I tried making I I did more tweaks. I tried making a new character. I thought, "Okay, I I've, I've looked. It looks like maybe this has something to do with it. I'm going to try and mess with a couple settings." I made a brand new character, went in different background cuz I wanted to see all the backgrounds anyway. Um and I chose to play as the nomad and I'm out there in the desert and the waste and all of that. And it's running smooth as hell. Yeah. Just great. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. Also where I, I started into, by the way, just for the, just for comparison. I also started out there. Yeah. I, it's cool. It's a cool intro. Yeah. I get into the city. Still. Okay. Yeah. I, then it plays a, uh, a little video. There's a little video when you get through the introduction area oh the montage uh, where they're out causing trouble yeah, all night yeah that's narrated by a stanley photo. yeah yeah um and i got that i watched that video no problems it got done and as soon as it was done i'm trying to remember what happened i think i needed to stop for for whatever reason okay loaded it back up and apparently i had forgotten to save and i got that video again Oops. That was where it started. Mm -hmm. And this time, that same video that I had just watched, unwatchably slow and jittery. Were you watching this on a, this is just a side technical question. Were you playing this off of a spinning data drive or an SSD drive? An SSD. Okay. So that, that eliminates this. Everyone keeps saying, are you running this on a reg on a D drive? That's like a 72 RPM Western digital, blah, blah, blah. And most people are like, no, it's an SSD drive and it's a fast one. It should work fine. And you're right. It should. Yep. Like it totally should. So, uh, so this is a case of literally the same experience, same content, two completely different experiences with it between load one and load two. Um, I ended up kind of giving up on it last night because I was like, oh, it's not really working great. I'll try it in the morning. Maybe there'll be new patches. Maybe there'll be new stuff. I loaded it up. This morning, started playing it, 
it seemed like it was going to go good. I found I did a, a Google search of just like, hey, what settings seem to be the biggest, you know, hogs for this game? What can I tone down to get the best performance? And I, I read some stuff and I was like, OK, let's let's try that. And it started running great. It started running really, really well. And then again, out of nowhere, uh, or no, not out of nowhere. I doing the lady in the bathtub mission. <laughs> yeah. And there's a part where you hide as people come around the corner. And I panicked because I was, I was mostly focused on performance and how the game was going. And I started shooting them and I got a big shootout. And I fought way more guys than the game intended me to fight, I guess, at that moment. And I got wasted. I got shot. The game loads, and once it loads, now it's stuttery and awful again. Oh, no. was going smooth as as butter before, once it reloaded, that save fell apart for me. So I was like, ugh, okay, this is is not playable for me. And I ended up up trying it through GeForce Now, which is what a lot of people are doing that have been in this situation. Uh, I subscribed to geforce now i thought well this gives me a chance to try it i know bo had tried it and i think you had said you tried it right yeah i liked i um, really like geforce now i think it's good I, the only thing i like about geforce now is everybody bailing on it that weren't uh didn't like being on there so like blizzard and, and ubisoft and, or whoever i don't know ubisoft or whoever were pulling their games from it that annoys me but that's not a nvidia problem that's everyone else feeling like they're yeah. getting hosed so other than that, that service is rad, and I'm glad to hear this is an option for you. And how's that run? Is it looking good? It looked great, it, and that ran just fine. And that's what kind of got me on the like, okay, this game can run. It, it isn't. This game is just not going to run on machines. Like it, this game will run. There's presumably something I can do. Um, went through all my dental stuff today, that exciting story. But I came back home and I was like, look, I want to figure this out on my PC. Mm-hmm. The GeForce Now stuff worked great, but I, I want to see if I can get it going on my computer. Um, and I ended up getting it to a place where it's running amazing. Oh, good. Um, so I finally got there. It, t- <laughs> it took two days um, and it looks even better than it did on GeForce Now. I don't know if that's a... It's running at a higher resolution, in theory. I don't know necessarily why it looks better running off of my computer, because I technically don't have the settings as high as what the GeForce Now seemed to be suggesting, but mm. it looked way better. I wonder what that's about. And uh, that's certainly felt better as well. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. So you're, you're, in, you're in all good town now on on your play on your game have you i mean have you had any like uh, game breaking business where like people's heads are missing and stuff like that or any of that stuff uh no the one the one thing i had the one super like oh so there's a there's been a couple fun little things one of my favorites is uh with the exception of the last time i booted it up um i've seen that like montage of night city you and uh What's his name? J- uh, Jackie. Uh, Jackie. Yeah, I kind of I've like seen Jackie. that montage, uh, I think, for four times or so, maybe five. <laughs> you can't <And> skip it. <laughs> in everything but one of them, there's a part where they're trying to order some weapons. They're trying to buy more weapons. Mm-hmm. And Jackie has this, like, brochure in his hand, and he's like, 
He's shaking it and pointing at what he wants in the montage. Mm -hmm. And in almost every instance, that flyer was the last thing to load. So it was just him going and pointing at nothing. And then right before the scene cut, you would just see a flyer go and appear in his hand. And uh, then he'd be pointing at it. So that one was a fun one. Um, The lady in the bathtub mission after they take off with her and you're left standing there kind of looking over the cityscape, there's some character model that I think the game decides to remove from the game world um, to hide it, you know, which is something they do a lot for spawning and stuff like that. And I can see it happens very quickly, but I just see a body go flying out of the building and off into the distance. (laughs) I like that kind of open world, Jack. I'm so, I signed so, up for that. I like that stuff. That that was very funny, and also I did the uh, the street uh, guy origin, whatever. And there's a part where the police show up, yeah, and those police cars freaked out as they were coming in. Like one, <laughs> it like. It would look cinematic and accurate if it didn't clip through a wall to get there. There's like a big pillar in the middle of this parking garage and it went through it, but it went through it with like this very stylistic flourishy spin and then just kind of snapped into place where it was supposed to appear. Yeah. And that one was really good. That one actually made me laugh a lot because it looked ridiculous, but Overall, I think there was a scene where Jackie was supposed to have a gun because he was making gun hands, but there yeah. was no gun in his hand. Yeah. Um, other than that, n- nothing that's going to be awful. The frame rate I couldn't tolerate. Yeah, but frame weird rates. stuff in the game, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I don't mind weird stuff in the game where somebody's supposedly doing a thing that they're not doing right or some idiot on the streets like acting funky. or I don't. That stuff doesn't bother me. What bothers me is like you said like really bad frame rate or hitching in times where there's like action going on and it's like the worst possible thing is to have you know that stuff happen so so i'm glad we're both in a place where that's not happening to either of us on the platforms we chose to play this on um if they ever do get like cross save i wouldn't mind and maybe they already do but cross save with pc version over console version it'd be cool um i would consider getting the game twice just to experiment around with the two i did this with valhalla i wouldn't mind doing it with this one Um, yeah but we'll we'll see i'm in i'm in no rush to do that but all right i will say because i feel like i glossed over it because i couldn't remember the name and i looked it up while i was talking um the feature that ended up kind of saving me and getting getting it to work is I do have an RTX card. Yeah. I know this isn't going to help everybody, but if you have an NVIDIA RTX card, uh, you probably have a thing called DLSS. You can set it to performance, and it will modify how the game is played to try and give priority to performance, and it will run the game better. Having that turned on allowed me to have my settings pretty much at what NVIDIA's little experience program said everything should be set at i did disable some stuff that i don't like like i don't like the film grain i don't like i don't like motion blur there's a couple things i just don't like in video games that i turned off but other than that i've been able to go off recommended settings by setting that to performance i accidentally had set it to quality oh i see which is probably where some of my problems came in because i was saying no make it as pretty as possible for some reason in my head when I picked that setting, I was like, yes, 
quality, like running quickly. <laughs> so I, I just said it at that. Yeah. But DLSS is the is the big feature that seems to have saved me. So yeah, that's their that AI AI driven quality management thing i guess i forget what the, how that thing works but yeah that's a pretty neat i neat feature. my rough understanding is essentially it it renders everything at a lower resolution and then ai driven expands it to a higher so that it can display bigger but it only has to render smaller probably did a terrible job of explaining that but it's <laughs> roughly it that's roughly the idea is that it's uh it's processing less on one end and spitting it out and then using logic to upscale it yeah i think that's a, actually a pretty decent uh, description of how it's supposed to work and i'm glad to hear that i mean i, I i'm pretty sure it'd run pretty well if i got the pc version i'd, I'd find the the happy place you found actually i'd probably call you and get get your info and find out so I don't F it up. Um, but yeah, it, it's not the greatest look for them with all the delays and everything else to have this thing come out as buggy as it is, um, a kind of across the board with some, you know, some exceptions. Like again, if you're playing it on series X, you're probably having a great time like me. I'm not having any issues at all. Uh, perfectly great. Um, but if you've got issues, give it a little time. They'll patch it. They always do. This is this this it's like stages of grief that you go through with CD Projekt Red games with Witcher 3. It's almost the same exact stages. It's like launch or uh, launches get delayed. Then when it comes out, doesn't look as good as people thought it did in video form and frame rates are bad. And also the PC version's got 20 bugs with different motherboards and all this stuff happens. And then they patch and patch and patch. And eventually you get through all those stages and then everyone looks back on Witcher 3 and goes, oh, Witcher 3, the wild hunt the greatest video game of all time. You know what I mean? They'll probably do that here too. Or at the very least, we're going to look back after it runs great. The the game of the year edition for those patient people out there, you're going to have the best time of your life. You're going to load this thing up and it's going to work like magic uh, as if none of those bugs ever existed. You'll never even know about them. You'll just play the game as it was intended to be played. Like if you bought the Witcher today. So yeah. So strap in. You're either early adopter on their stuff or you're not. I just think a company as big as they are now, like this is the, the numbers aren't in yet, but it's looking like one of the biggest game launches of all time, like of forever. Nothing's been quite this big. Uh, those numbers are going to be colossal. They've got money. The Witcher was a huge success for them and paid dividends for years and years and years. So I just feel like a company who's, grown and gotten to a place where they are doing a big AAA multi-platform simultaneous worldwide launch might have it a little more together on the technical side. Uh, you know, cause there's no, you can't tell me there weren't people at CD project red testing the game on PlayStation fours and Xbox ones and not noticing that everything had gone to shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I read articles saying like, Hey, kind of notable they have not shown this version of the game running on this hardware like there were people who were pointing that out prior to launch right. like it was a a notable thing um it was something they were not talking about like they knew yeah and there's going to be a segment of people that are probably like well that's that's bad like what you're describing them doing is bad and and not good behavior and all of that and sure 
But I mean, that's also why you will get the classic advice that don't pre-order video games, you know, like don't don't invest in something if you aren't sure. And we all got kind of caught up in this cyberpunk magic that I think it and I'm as guilty of it as anybody that I think we forgot the pedigree of CD Projekt Red. Mm -hmm. Is Witcher 3 one of the greatest games ever made? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Did it come out bug-free and working great? No, it absolutely did not. My first memory of Witcher 3 is friggin' Roach dry-humping a fence in the background of one of the early cutscenes in the game. And spoiler alert, he still does it. I played that (laughs) game a month ago, and if you look out the tavern window, there's Roach just going at it on a fence while you're having a serious conversation indoors. Well, after this like, penis stuff in the creator, maybe now we can look back on that horse thing and realize that it was intentional. They always meant him to be humping fences. Yeah, he's always going to get that fence. Yeah. He loves it. seems like maybe that's uh, like, it. Their, their pedigree is not that they put out these stellar, amazing, bug-free games there's very few video game companies that get away from that i mean i would i would say people always accuse me of being too big a fanboy of them but that's fine yeah like if last of us 2 had come out Mm -hmm. and was a buggy mess Mm -hmm. i'd be surprised because naughty dog is not particularly known for putting out extremely janky messed up games right like that's just not their pedigree, right. but I don't think you can actually say that about CD Projekt Red. No, I don't think I, you can at I all. I don't think they have that pedigree, but I think we treated them like they did. Yeah, and I would argue the closest analog for this game for me, anyway, is like GTA Six. Um, if I'm to compare it to another modernish game that you know is, is like this scope and everything, and that game was full of bugs when it launched. G. Um, uh, Red Dead Redemption one and two had been, had issues at launch. I like. I feel like the more ambitious the game is, the more we should park our expectations, because ambition often leads to complexity. Complexity leads to this kind of stuff. And I'm not again, like John said, and, I, and I'll reiterate, I'm not excusing a company's like I, the, clearly to, to to deliver it this year was a financial reason. It had to be because. This isn't, I don't think it's baked yet. Not fully. It's maybe baked enough by someone's, somebody's definition. And that someone is probably a dude in a suit as CD Projekt Red who needs to, you know, check their quarter four financials. I don't know, but that's all fine. I understand it's part of the business, but the other part of the business is the more complex the project, the more we can expect issues. And if you don't get issues, it's usually because it was a game that didn't have pressure on it to launch in a certain window or within a certain time frame. Sometimes that time frame's years, and you end up with really polished products. Um, Blizzard's had, you know, Blizzard's been known most of their existence as a company who puts out something polished and finished and as bug-free as possible. And I think for the most part, they are very consistently that way. Shadowlands is a great example of this. That thing shattered PC records of its own. He, they already had the record for Diablo 3's launch of 3.3 million PC games. A PC, it's a PC record. And Shadowlands shattered at 3. Point, well, it's not shattered. 3.7 million uh, pre-sold before anyone played it. And that's a big deal for a 15-year-old game. And also a lot of expectation during freaking COVID town where everybody's working from home to try to launch that thing in good shape. And they did it. Like they really did it. It's got you know. There's stuff around the edges, but that oh, stuff gets yeah. I was out. gonna say as, as perfect as uh, well, perfect as Blizzard launches normally are. 
I will say this. I've run into bugs in WoW before. I'm not going to pretend it's bug-free. Shadowlands is the first time I've submitted bug reports. I've done it twice. Did you do it? it to me, it is the buggiest uh, thing they've put out. Did you do it in Revendreth but, both times? Because Revendreth, is, that's the only place stuff breaks for me. I hate it in there. I don't hate no, it. No, I... I had there's a there's a quest I had this is really oddly specific where I have to invite some people to a party yeah. and in order to do that I have to meditate and when I'm in the meditation world uh my ability to auto attack does not exist anymore <laughs> which makes what should be some very simple fights that they then ask you to do I had to fight five things Scott and it took 15 minutes yeah. to fight all five of these things because I couldn't auto-attack. It your was all rogues need auto-attacks. Only. Yeah, you're ma- yeah. freaking melee in that game. You have to auto-attack. So what wasn't wasn't fun. So I submitted a bug report for that one. And then the other one is, is I've had a fairly regular, it's happened to me three times, where a I'm on a flight path and it goes to drop me off. And the game just locks up as mm-hmm. my character's about to get off the mount. And I have to completely close WoW and reopen it. And then when I do, uh, it's done three different things. The first time I just fell into a white void for a while until I suddenly fell. I'm not making this up into the Barrens in Azeroth and died. What? (laughs) So that was the first time. You should have recorded that. That's so good. The the second time was the exact same thing, but this time instead of the Barrens, I just died in the void and then woke up uh, still in the Shadowlands at least. Mm -hmm. And then the most recent time was in Revendreth. And instead of falling into the void, I appeared well above Revendreth falling through the air into the ground. Oh, crap. Uh, which I actually survived because I was a rogue. But yeah. I, <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, obviously, there's it's never 100 percent perfect, but servers were up, you know, like the core service worked. And yeah. you could argue that Cyberpunk's core service is a little broken right now when the biggest part of your player base owns consoles that can barely run it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's just bad. So I guess we'll see uh, what the future holds for patching and, and updates and stuff like that. They say that they're, you know, hard at work. Of course they had a day one patch that already fixed a ton of stuff that we didn't even know about. And I'm sure more is coming, but I'm having a great time with it. Um, l- like game wise, the game itself is, is my kind of open world game and it plays a lot like this may, I don't know if this will put some people off or not, but it reminds me of Deus Ex, which Deus Ex probably reminded a lot of people of, of uh, the source material, which was probably cyberpunk for a lot of tabletop people when they made those games. But, but it's very Deus Ex in the way it works with like implants and just the kind of things you can do with those implants and the way stealth works. And it's all very Deus Ex sort of coded for me. And I'm 100% cool with that because I love those games. And I was looking for another one of those kinds of games. And this is absolutely one of those kinds of games for me. Um, If I had any complaint about the game so far, it's that it doesn't feel... It just... um, How do I put this? I want want it to feel more Blade Runner-y. By that, I mean like, you know... Everything's dark, a little mysterious. You're not sure why this place is here. It's like, eh. but instead, there's just kind of a nice sunny city outside in the daytime. You know what I mean? Like it's just sort of, <laughs> yeah. it's like Vegas. It feels like Vegas. 
You're you're out in the desert as a nomad, and you're driving into town on I-15 to go to Vegas, and um, and and I and I'm and I'm not far enough to make a judgment because I'm only like I don't know three eight three and a half something like hours in, um, but and I'm okay. I'll accept it for whatever it wants to be, but I guess I was hoping for more weird. You know what I mean by the Blade Runner stuff, just like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know how to describe it. I think some of that is there, but I think you have to look a little more through it. Like the problem, the problem with this is what I've had to come to terms with, too, because I mean, we were getting psyched up about this game at the same time that the new Blade Runner movie came out. Mm -hmm. And that movie is so cinematic and so so beautiful. I mean, you can pause that movie at almost any point and have a desktop wallpaper, right? Ready to go. It's so like, it's just that beautiful. Every shot of that movie is amazing, Mm -hmm. but also every shot of that movie is, you know, a crafted experience. It's not a world. Like in theory, there are, there is daytime in the Blade Runner universe where it's not raining and not everybody has their little light up umbrellas walking around. Like there, there is a daytime. There is no rain. There is presumably a sunny day in the Blade Runner universe, but we don't see it because they don't show it to you because it doesn't match the tone they're going. For. Right, right. And if you're going to make an open world, you have to acknowledge that, like, yeah, hey, sometimes you're going to have a sunny day in California, um, and it's not going to be that moody, atmospheric same thing. I do think a lot of that stuff exists, but I think you have to look for it a little bit more. Mm. Like I remember going into my apartment in that game and looking at the vending machine and just being like, Oh, it looks like a drink vending machine. But if I look at all the options on here and you can't select them, but if I look at them, I can order men, women, Mm -hmm. pornography, Mm -hmm. drugs, (laughs) something called heavy, which I don't know what heavy is Mm -hmm. like. There's like you can order weapons, drinks, food, men, women, drugs and heavy. And I was like, what the hell is heavy? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I still don't know what it is, but I'm very curious. So um like that sort of like edgy gritty kind of stuff is there but it is a little bit on the periphery and i definitely think if you start in the wasteland side i think you're going in with a very different tone than what you would get like if you did a corpo starting yeah i think you would feel a little more of that blade runner influence yeah i assume so do i end up meeting up with jackie anyway like is jackie part of this no matter who you do or which pick? Yeah. Okay. Jackie Jackie plays into the prologue for all three, which that was one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to see all three introductions just to get a feel for how different it is. And mm-hmm. and honestly, those introductions are a lot shorter than I expected them to be yeah. based on the level of hype they built them up to be. Right. Uh, they're pretty quick, um, but they're all relatively the same thing. It's like, hey, here's where you're from. Here's a little bit of people you know and some stuff going on. And hey, here's Jackie. Now go out and watch this montage of fun times in the city and then yeah. get started. Yeah. It's uh it's my kind of thing. And some people have complained that, well, aren't we just playing another open world where it's, you know, go to go to A, go to A from B or A f- to, from A to B, grab a thing, talk to a dude, kill a guy, get to, get the stash, bring it back. Uh, stealth if you want action if you want get a better weapon blah 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 i'm like well yeah it's a video game all right it's a video game <laughs> yeah and i would true i would argue some of the stuff i like about it is a little bit more dynamic than i'm used to for example if i'm walking down the street 
there's not a question mark or, or a, a exclamation point over someone's head going, hey, I have a quest, obviously, so let's go do it. Instead, I might just be walking down the road and some street preacher will go, the world is going to die and here's the 10 reasons why and blah, 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 and freaking out and your implants are bad and whatever. And then if I walk up to him, I can start talking to him. Like there's a dialogue tree that opens that is a discussion between he and he and I. And that kind of organic, like I'm running into somebody and now I'm doing a thing for them is really cool, very refreshing and not just, um, okay, well, I'll go to where the glowy thing is and then go do the glowy thing and then come back and get paid for the glowy thing I did. Instead, yeah. it's like, I don't know, it just feels organic. Like I, like I just ran into that guy and I can choose to do it or not do it. Like there was a boxing guy down my, my, my apartment. He's got a boxing robot, like a rock'em sock'em robot thing. And he's like, hey, hey, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, I look over there. I'm like, who's even talking to me? It's like, you should see this thing in the ring. He's all tell, you know, talking up his robot. So I went over there and says, hey, what are you doing there, Bill? And he's like, ah, you look like you could use a fight. You need a little practice. And he was like, ask me if I wanted to spar with his robot. And if I did well, he was going to pay me a little money to you know, make it an exhibition. People would watch or whatever. And I turned him down because I wanted to go get to the next story thing. But moments like that are like, oh, okay, I can kind of. I can kind of call what I want. I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I like games like that. I love open world games. So this is scratching all my itches and I'm only three hours in. Now, if I get down through it later and just the story doesn't land or a million other th- questions I may have about it, fine, we'll talk about it. But right now, given the positive experience I had with it running on the Series X, number one, and number two, uh, it, it's kind of delivering what I'd hoped it would be. It's 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 pretty much what I wanted it to be with that one tonal issue. But again, like you said, go at it from a different direction. You might find something else. And also, I'm hearing a lot of people say you're going to find out as you go along the way you build yourself out with these insane tech trees will will make a giant difference in the kind of game you're playing. Yeah. And and so I need to explore more of that and fiddle around with that more and all that. So I'm going to give it a, an early thumbs up for me. Um, but I know there's some controversy right now. I don't know why I'm trying to apologize for that because uh, it's not my game, but it's... Uh, well, I mean, I think it is it is hard, especially if you're on the side of like, oh, I was really excited for this game and it's not running right. You know, you sit there and you kind of go, oh, well, I'm listening to people rave about it. And, you know, you don't want people to have a bad experience. You don't want people to not have fun. Um, I certainly had my struggles to get to where I could play it and, and have it be in a good spot. Uh, but you know, that's not everybody. So, I mean, we're not really, we're not in a position to review, you know, like you said, you've put in about three hours. I've put in maybe a little more time overall, but because so much of it was restarting and going through all that beginning, I'm probably not even as far as you. I got to the guy who wanted me to fight his robot. I fought the robot. Oh, he said, he said he lost to that thing. I don't know why that thing was a wussy robot. I beat it up. Yeah, the, the, the uh, other thing I would say, and, I, and again, this isn't a compl- or this isn't a complaint. I don't think the combat's all that difficult. Um, generally, like either the melee or the shooting or any of that, the stuff. But it feels good, so I actually don't care that I'm tearing people to pieces when I go do a mission. Like it's fine. Totally, oh, that's totally a good thing me. you brought up. I want to say this. I know you're playing on console, so yeah. I hope this doesn't make you sad. This game plays like a PC game. You can tell that these people uh, are heavy, heavy PC fans because I started with a controller on my computer and I was like, man, I'm really having a hard time shooting some of these guys in the combat training. 
Like I'm missing a lot and I'm just struggling with it. I was like, I'm going to try mouse and keyboard and just see how this game plays. It played so much better. And that's not usually the case. I've usually fallen into the camp you're in, Scott, where it's like, I'll just play it with a, just give me a controller. Like I would much rather have that controller. But this was one of the first times in recent memory where I've gone back to keyboard and mouse and gone, you know what? I can tell somebody designed this with this at its core. Um, not to say controller is bad, but it felt really, really good. That's interesting because uh, the, um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, The Witcher was terrible. I hated it on keyboard. I couldn't do it. I yeah, had to. I, I had was to the controller, controller person on Witcher as well. Yeah, I had to do it. So, um, but I'm not really having a hard time. I'm, you know, hitting my shots, killing dudes, headshots. Um, I don't know. Maybe the aim assist is, is is more on on the console by default. I don't know, but uh, not really having any trouble with that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's working good. But I'm also glad to hear there's a good PC control, control scheme. It's my biggest complaint about a lot of PC games is the ones you can really feel like, well, we're on PC, and that gives you some options in terms of back end hardware, GPU performance, whatever. But we didn't really account for mouse and keyboard in here, and you're better off using control like. That kind of bums me out sometimes that they don't think too much about how they could adapt a game to to take advantage of the reasons why a keyboard and mouse might be cool. Um, but it sounds like they did. So that's good. Uh, it's a cool game. I'm going to keep at it. And um, I'm actually glad to hear that the main story mission, uh, some people are finishing it in like 30, 40 hours. Uh, that's about right for me. That's what I want. Um and then I'll get your DLC and I'll, you know, play all your side content and do your other side missions and build my dude out and make a ton of money. And supposedly they've got some multiplayer component coming. It sounds a lot like GTA online to me, but in this world, that could be really cool. Um, you know, running this dark contract shit and <laughs> in a cyberpunk world seems like a really, like a really fun way to extend the life of the game. But a, a 30 or so to 40 hour campaign is, is right or right about where I will, Stick with it to the end and not bounce off too much. If it's 300 hours, you know, you're, if you're giving me Skyrim and you're 100 for the main missions and 300 for everything, there's a chance I won't finish that game for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I might keep coming back, but I'm not going to I'm not just going to sit there and do that, <laughs> you know, from launch day until I'm done. It just isn't going to happen. But anyway. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Dwight Schrute in the chat says, I heard there are many dildos around the city. Yes, there are dildos everywhere. And I don't mean like dumb guy idiots. Like actual, there are there are a myriad of ding-dong sex toys all over the all over the shop. <laughs> is there? Because I haven't found any yet. Oh, I, I heard this as well. I haven't found a single one. I've found like a hundred of these things. I've sold them all. Uh, they just to make you quick cash, but they're just everywhere. Every room you're in, you're like, oh, look, a dildo. Oh, a dildo in the corner of the street. They're everywhere. I don't know what they were thinking. There are too many dildos. <laughs> it's just too many. Like, I understand. The, you might, okay, in any society, you might be walking down the road and go, eh, a dildo. And then you can tell your friends and it'd be the one time that happened to you. In this game, dildos for miles. I mean, to be fair, Scott, your D&D character literally has one in his inventory right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, but see, it's just one, right? <laughs> it's the, one. It doubles as an umbrella, too, I believe. The dildo in the entire game, or in the entire D&D campaign, I have in my bag. So, 
come and get it if you want it. <laughs> Nobody wants it. Nobody You're the wants only one it. who wanted it. Nobody wants it. Um, anyway, what else can we say about this game? Mike, it's good. It's it's good. I feel like so much focus has been on the bugs, and I mean fairly. It's not like they don't exist. It's not hard to find. 100%. Yep. But um, but I think the the crux of the game is good and entertaining. It is an open world game. If mm. you expected a revolution unlike anything else in this world, like it's no, it's an open world game in a new, unique environment that doesn't get explored very often. So I think there's a lot of merit to that. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. I can't wait to kind of do a deep dive in it. I know I'm going to end up getting into it once I kind of find my stride with it. Yeah. Um, I'm still sort of trying to figure that out. I will likely make another character again and start fresh now that I'm kind of done with messing with the technical side because I need to immerse myself in the game to some degree. And when you're worrying about, well, what are my settings? Is this going to work? Is the frame rate about to dive? You're not paying enough attention. And so that's probably going to be this weekend is me really just like digging down into it and checking out the game for what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm same. this weekend's going to be a ton of play on that thing. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, the other, other thing I would say <clears throat> about it is if any of this has put you off and said, Ooh, I don't want to play it broken. Just keep your eye on Reddit and you know, the company itself will put out patch information and when they drop something big, you'll see it and you'll go, Oh, lovely. Like, I'll just go ahead and talk about this now real quick. Uh, so we talked about destiny two last week. I got kind of into it again, more than ever, actually, weirdly. Um, I, again, playing it on the X and it was, at that time, you know, just the Xbox One version of the game, just, you know, ported up or whatever, um, just compatibly playing on the Series X. Playing fine, looked great, no problem, it's good, out there playing, doing whatever. But then somebody in the community said, Scott, you know they're putting out a giant patch on Tuesday that will uh, take it all current, give it X and S, uh, you know, enhanced stuff and all that. PS5 is getting one too, so hey, check it out, brand new, you know, kind of brand new upgrade. And I thought, well, we'll see, because it already looks pretty good. I don't know what they're going to do here. Uh, went and downloaded it. The patch didn't take very long. Just kind of updated itself. Piece of cake. Got in. And it's now running at minimum 60 frames. There's 120 hertz mode. It's running that really well. It's just smooth as butter. It looks amazing. There's a bunch of added effects. There's some ray tracing going on. The game looks incredible now. And so I sat I and played that. Get back into that. If you do, I we should like go on Destiny. strikes and stuff. Me and you go on strike. Yeah. No more. <laughs> the, no striking. actual strikes. <laughs> but uh, I did. I did a bunch of random strikes with strangers. I did um, some, a whole ton of content solo. And I understand why people think that game's in a good place right now. It's pretty pretty rad. Um, I really like the whole. I'm running around and I hear a beep and I look on the ground and there's a little probe thing and I click it and it says. Ah, we gotta take down this warlord. He's got a he's hoarding a bunch of stuff and he's he's causing trouble in this sector. Go get him. And and it's just like these little quest missions that are just around. It's like it feels like when playing a little bit like I'm playing shooter Warcraft, which isn't the shock, I'm sure, because that's kind of what this game always was, right? But yeah. Um I love that feeling, that that loop of like, all right, I'm gonna go get the guy. I killed him. Oh sweet, he had a chest. Oh my gosh, I got amazing new arms out of this guy. Sweet. Let's put those on. Like that. That that loot loop is strong right now, and it feels great even at the stage I'm at, which is like way early 
uh, in this thing. And I didn't pay a dime for it because it's on Game Pass. All of it. No more Brian or uh, Brian. Uh, no more Brian's. John's. John's. Gonna, we've done away with them. John's thing about Destiny always costs you sixty bucks to get back into it. I think we may have finally found a way out of that. It just thank cost, goodness because yeah. that game was always so expensive. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's pretty stupid. I don't even know. Do the do the PC? I'm not even sure the PC people got the PC Game Pass got the newest expansion yet. But weirdly, it's know. on the console, so I don't know what that's about. Let me find out. Dig into that. I've, Game Pass is always so easy for me to pull up. It's the it's the one thing that I leave running for some reason. I do too. I just let it go in the background. That tells me about some hot new game, and then I got to go. Oh, am I going to play it here? Am I playing on the couch? Which one do I want? Oh, I played no, a ton of I played a ton more uh, Gears Tactics on on the couch, like controller style. It's great. The game is great. Gears Tactics was really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. And you know what I really like? You've heard me complain before. My only real hang-up with the XCOM games is the stupid underground management crap. And I know some people love that stuff. All right? Yeah. Need more room. Oh, better put a power station here so you can power the room next to it. Oh, it'll take a while for the thing to happen. To me, those all feel like weird mobile game <laughs> mechanics, and I don't like them. I've never liked them. I like to get out and have the tactics. Let's go fight. Let's get some cover. Let's take out the aliens. That's when I'm having fun, which is why I really like Chimera Squad because they do away with a lot of the the niddly fiddly in the background and that you just kind of go and get tactical. Gears Tactics does that as well, but it keeps the depth with like drops and stuff in between missions. So while you're out there, you killed a bunch of dudes and you happen to come back with a bunch of upgrades for your weapons and your armor. And so the upgrades and the progression stuff comes back from doing the missions and then you assign them out and, you know, give them who you want to give them to and decide who should get perks and, oh, this guy leveled up. Let's go give him his stuff and and get his, you know, his tree going or whatever. Like all of that stuff is still there, but it's in, it's presented in this much more straightforward way. And I don't feel like I'm playing a freaking life simulator like I do when I play XCOM. So yeah, I really like it. I, I don't love all of it. I I need the customizable characters i need to i need the not campaign structure that's the one thing that i didn't like about the new XCOM. that i didn't like about gears tactics it wasn't the end of the world but i need those characters to not be who whatever their name is you know but i need i need it to be my friends <laughs> they were so memorable i need it to be yeah i need yeah i need it to i don't need it to be old guy and old muscle guy and young muscle guy i need i need it to be all my pals that right. i have created in the game or various interpretations of characters i need someone that looks like just this gaudy red and blue wastelander psycho looking guy and i need to name him peter parker with the nickname Spider-Man. Like I need to put that in the game. That needs to just be the reality. Uh, like that part's very important. Do I need power management and to make sure I have all these upgrade centers? No, I want the gear upgrades and I want that part and I want the character customization. And I like the ability for the characters to socialize if that's something they can do. Well, there is, there but, is that option to, 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 you can edit a ton about those characters, but you're right. They're still always going to be, you know, muscle man, Frank, wearing you know he might be wearing pink armor because you're screwing with him but you don't rename him you don't make him look like Bo, like and then name him Bo. like i get it i totally get it and you've spent a lot of i mean that for the record most people play a lot of XCOM 
by doing the stuff at the base and then get the hell out there and fight. John spends a lot of time with his characters. <laughs> I do. More than most time. of us do. And it's fine. I think that's great. And they've spoiled you now. And, and that's good. Like, I, 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 I mean, I would be, that would be great if I could make my own, my own gears. I would love that. Um, maybe down the road and a sequel or something, they'll, they'll let us do more. But as a tight little focused sort of thing and the actual tactical gameplay, really good. Yeah, like they nailed good. that stuff. And it was good enough to make me go, I'm going to keep playing it in spite of not having the things I want. Yeah, so I'm going to beat that thing. That looks real good on on uh, consoles right now. It looks great on PC. It's totally worth playing. Anyway, uh, what was I, I was heading somewhere with that, though. Where was I going? I don't remember. What we've been playing. I don't know. I guess we could do that now. Oh, Game Awards <laughs> are still happening. Can we do a quick check? Anything updated? Anything uh, crazy? From I guess Game there Awards? was a Dragon Age trailer. I mean, this is going at the same time that apparently Disney and Marvel are announcing anything. So mm. when we get done here, I mean, we're going to have trailers for Loki. Apparently, there's going to be there's like some trailer business for Obi-Wan. I'm seeing something about Unreal Turnif Tournament Warframe weapons trailer. I don't know if that means Warframe weapons in Unreal Tournament or Unreal sure Tournament weapons way. in Warframe. Yeah, <laughs> but if I had to guess, seems- it's the other way around where Warframe's getting some classic Unreal Tournament stuff, you know, flat cannon and whatever. They like do it. have good guns. I like the Unreal Tournament. Oh, I love, dude, Unreal Tournament's my. F- Probably, I mean, if I'm talking like sheer amount of play and how much fun I had with my friends at the time, I think UT was maybe number one. I played the shit out of Unreal Tournament, like yeah. to a disgusting degree, to the point that most of my anger that I have for Fortnite is aimed at the reason is aimed at Epic for having so much success with it that they stopped development on the new Unreal Tournament they were working on. Freaking f Fortnite for that. That's a, that's an irresponsible move. That's what I'm saying. Well, I didn't play any Fortnite this week, so oh, they're good. not they're not going to get any love from us this week. Okay, good. The other because the other rumor at this uh, games thing is they might show a trailer for uh, some Mandalorian business. Um, I just watched the teaser for Dragon Age. That looked like some in-game stuff. And who's the bald bald mage or uh, bald elf guy uh, in the last uh, one? Varric, I think. Varric, no, his name? maybe not Varric. Solus, that's his name. Uh, oh no! Here it is, Varric. No, Varric was the dwarf. Nar- well, it says narrated. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's hear the narration because apparently he talks. Whoever Varric is. Let's see. I face tyrants and would be gods. Seen yeah, friends lose life and limb. Is that the little? That's the little. He's not really a traditional dwarf. He's like a little. Sexy man. Dwarf. Well, you say he's not a traditional dwarf because one, he doesn't have a beard, and two, he's not extremely Scottish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, he was—I liked him. He was cool. But in this, t- the tail end of this, um, demons, dragons, dark spawn, even the dread wolf. Oh, it says even the dread. This- is your story. Okay, so it's even the Dreadwolf, and then it shows the bald uh, mage dude as if he's turned coat. He's gone. Yeah, there was a whole thing about that. So I never played the DLC in Inquisition, but, I mean, there was a whole big thing and I that I didn't understand. <laughs> that sounds like most of my life. It's a huge, big yeah. thing. 
didn't understand it. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm excited though. Cause, uh, whatever I'm, I'm on our, I love RPGs and I love fantasy RPGs and I really like, occasionally I really like something that dragon age did. So maybe this third one will be like, Oh my gosh. Amazing. Do you think they'll show any, you think we'll get any kind of like preview of, um, uh, any kind of new mass effect business or no? I don't know. They've got that remake coming out, which they really need to show footage of besides just what looks like high quality loading screens. So mm-hmm. I don't Ooh. know. Sorry. A new perfect dark just announced another new one. Well, another, Hey, another perfect dark. Maybe it'll be a game series. We can fondly talk about. Yeah, again. this is uh all right. Microsoft owns rare now. So, uh, coming day one of Xbox Game Pass. Let's see, Game Pass trailer from Infin- uh, the Initiative. What do we know them from? The Initiative. Um, I don't know. Games. Let's see. Home of the Initiative. Let's see. They are. Um, I guess this is a Microsoft owned studio now. It doesn't say anything about, uh, yeah, they're just a, they're, they're like, it, this is like a, you know, Sony in one of their studios. That's who these guys are, but it doesn't say where they're, what they've done. They just say tons of back experience. Oh, and they're also in Santa Monica <laughs> fighting with the neighbors. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what comes of that. Um, and now I don't guess you probably also heard the announcement that that a new Warhammer 40 K rat game sequel thing, but this oh, 40k yeah. one, that's a, that's going to be game pass exclusive. <laughs> so at least at launch, I think. So, uh, I'm ready for that. I want to play that. Get no complaints from me on that. Yep. I happen to have game pass and that sounds fantastic. I think it's called dark tide, dark tide. Yes, there it is. Dark tide as opposed to rabbit tide or what was the other one? Vermin tide, vermin tide, rabbit tide. <laughs> 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 yelling rabbits. Uh, I could use more rabbits in my life. Ubisoft's awful quiet on the rabbit front. What's going on with that? I'm good. I didn't understand why people didn't like them at first, but now I live in a household that has an eight and a nine year old. Oh, you have your own rabbits. Yeah. And I, I get why people are not into the rabbits. Yeah. You have your own rabbits. That's what that is. That's well, yeah, worst. but they also watch the show, and I hear just uh, <laughs> coming from the living room way too much. I mean, they're better than the minions, but not by a lot. Not by much. All right, now this. Other stuff we played. I did want a, a quick discussion on Torghast. Um, we're both enjoying WoW quite a bit. I did hit 60 last, this last week and did all my stuff and got all my chose my thing. I went with Night Fae because... Man, the druid stuff for Night Fae is awesome. And uh, I'm playing a druid, so that's what I chose. Anyway, uh, it's really, I really like this expansion a lot so far. And I really like where I'm heading endgame wise. But I want to talk about Torghast, which which looked like it was going to be the big endgame thing for a long time. And it's still, in my mind, is and probably will be. I'm of two minds. I think it's both rad and under tuned for length and not that I need everything to be three minutes and I'm done, 
But those go on sometimes. I wasn't sure I was going to make the show on time, John. I was in the middle of a Torgast run that was pushing 48 minutes. Yeah. And it was a low level. I'm not even like some high level one. I'm still doing stuff where I got I haven't even got to where I get to save Jaina or whatever. Like I'm just doing a regular old Torgast run and it took forever. Now I'm really enjoying it while I'm doing it. But part of me thinks there's they can tune this for length and make it a little bit less of a of 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 a long thing. Um, I don't I don't know what the happy place is. I don't know what the sweet spot is, but I think they can find it, and I hope they do because I, I think it's cool. Mind how long it is if I felt the reward for running it was worth my time. Yeah, but there needs I to be more. I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. think the the biggest problem I have with Torgast is. It is incredibly fun to go in there. I don't even mind being in there for a really long time. Like I don't raid anymore. I don't do dungeons for the most part. I've done a few here and there, but I'm not, I'm not going to be running mythics, I guess Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and for me, like that content is extremely appealing and having it be, you know, long and something you can run regularly is high it's just not very rewarding. It's like, Hey, you can get legendary item crafting materials from this. And it's like, okay, well, I I guess, um, there's a, there's a thing in this expansion called the great gate. And it's the idea is that it's this thing that you get to open once a week. If you complete three objectives from this list and the objectives are defeating bosses and raids, defeating mythic dungeons and winning rated pvp matches Mm. and it was a real bummer because to me it it became this thing of like this is what blizzard considers wow players to be one of these three camps and none of those three camps apply to me anymore it's not me and so i'm kind of in that spot where i'm i'm trying to come to terms with the fact of like oh well I'm not in the demographic for who they're making this game for in some ways. Right. doesn't mean I hate the game. I still like the leveling experience. I still think there's cool things in there. But because that's where their focus of rewards and that you know full complete loop of get better, get better gear, equip it, have higher challenges, all of that, it's contained to really just those three areas of the game. Um, I thought Torghast might become a fourth pillar of mm-hmm. that. And it isn't. It's just it's just another aspect of the game. And I think that's a little unfortunate because I actually think that content is extremely good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's really, really, I really like running it. I mean, it's, there's a ran, the randomness, the, uh, the abilities that you can pop and choose between. Like it's getting, it's scratching all those itches that I have for games that do that anyway. The rewards aren't great on the other end. I'm early enough where I'm just still sort of doing it because I, I'm questing. You know, this is still part of yeah. like getting my rune carver guy and all that. So there's a lot of that going on. But uh, like, it, the, yes, more better rewards, more more frequent rewards and maybe stuff that's kind of random in there would be cool. Like just give me a slightly a few points higher chess piece or, you know, like once in a while, like just the chance of other yeah. stuff dropping would be cool in there yeah it seems crazy that i can get that for spending three minutes being selective about what daily quests i do mm-hmm. but can't get it for a 45 minute time investment in torgas yeah you know? yeah exactly i if it if i had my way i would supplant 
daily quests with a Torghast run with just as many chances for whatever that day's daily quest might have given me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd rather that be my one giant daily than me running all over the world doing, you know, three here, four there, whatever, trying to get the caches and hope I get lucky. Like, those are fine and it's one way to do it. But I really like that progression of the tower itself. So I don't know what the future that is. It's I don't think it's they've got it in a perfect place yet, but I really like I really like the underpinnings of it. And I think it has huge potential to be even better and better and better with future patches and updates. I just hope they are on the same page as as me (laughs) because I really like it. I really like it a lot. Uh, Okay. There's that. I also played a game that you should play. All right. Oh, okay. I played it. My number one thought coming away from it was, Oh, I just played a John game. And the game is called (laughs) Haven, H-A-V-E-N, Haven, out now on everything, Switch, PC, all the consoles, Game Pass, uh, it's everywhere. And it's a, it's a, um, I don't know what to even compare this to. So what you would really like about it, because I know you kind of like these games, it's this relationshipy RPG. It's about this couple who are stuck their ship their ship is stuck on some weird ethereal planet they didn't plan on being on and they're just sort of barely surviving there and they have to live on these freaking apples that they found out these wild apples they call apple dews and they have to eat every everything they eat is apple dews <laughs> and yeah. um, anyway you have all this dialogue between them and decisions to make about how you're going to respond to something she says or something he says and and you can kind of answer for both of them and it's telling this whole story about why they're there why they're together uh, it's got all this lovey dovey crap in it. And then when you go outside to actually do like video game things, <laughs> uh, you fly around the grass, like this, this like blue ethereal future planet grass in third person with each other. And you can switch between each other at will. And you do it like you're skiing on the grass, kind of like flower. Remember flower? Remember that game? Mm-hmm. All right. So it's like that combined with like, a little bit of like a Breath of the Wild aesthetic, a little bit of a, oh, geez. For some reason, Nights in, Into Dreams, I kept thinking of. It's like that old Sega game with the okay. Knights yeah. guy. You know the one I'm talking about? Um, For some reason, it evokes that for me. But you go out there and you collect different stuff. You have different missions. You're trying to find your way around. There's a bunch of exploration to, to figure out and quests to do. But not in a like open world sort of way. It's all pretty linear. Um. And it's really pretty and it runs really uh, well, although it is the first game that has crashed on me since I got that new console. So I don't know what happened there, but it's no big deal. Just reran it and it knew where I, I was. I was saved right before it. So it was no big deal. But still, first game to crash on me on, on, on a new console. But anyway, uh, it just screams you. You need to p- probably try this. It's, you know, it's on Game Pass. So you have no reason not to try it. And just Should see I if play that, it on my Xbox or my PC? Both. Uh, you can play it on either oh, one. Okay. And you can play it on, uh, like I said, it's on Switch, it's on PlayStation, it's on everything. So it's like everywhere. And um, I just think I came away going, I bet John would really like this, this like relationship management sim I'm playing right now. Because it's just got enough sci-fi and other stuff to keep me interested. But all of that interplay stuff is like totally, it reminds me of you. So I think you'd like it. You and Bo probably actually would like it. 
I'm in. I'll check this out. And this it's not like cool. full. I waifu. actually saw it the other day, and I was like, Ooh, "This looks intriguing." Yeah. Uh, so I'll I will check that out. And the intro is very anime, but the I would say the story itself is not very anime. The voice acting is actually pretty good. <laughs> what am I? I guess I'm saying I'm I'm throwing shit. Wow. But there's good Just there's, shots fired right over there. It's got good VO. Some of the humor's okay. Like it's not perfect. It's still a video game, but there's there's enough there, I think, that it would drag you in. And you've got inventory and you know stuff to equip and abilities. And there's some you gotta manage this weird resource you have to go out and get sometimes and keep your ship powered and stuff like that. Uh anyway, it's called Haven and uh worth checking out, especially if you have Game Pass. Just go try it out. All right. I think that's it for games. Yeah. We talked about everything I played. I played Cyberpunk and World of Warcraft. That's been that's been my week. I did do a Valhalla mission that took me to Asgard. Uh have you done that? Have you been there? No. Did you see that dive I put on Twitter? The the high dive? It's probably the best dive because you know you dive from an eagle point or whatever, a little save point, and you dive into the hay or yeah. the lake or whatever there's a mission where you take some drugs from the weird witch lady that, yeah. that you left in uh, your, your old town. She moves out to your, to your place in this quest. And once you get her set up, she makes them this elixir uh, with all sorts of weird shit in it, including she spit in it, which I was like, dude, in real life, I would not drink your damn thing. But <laughs> no, anyway, that's the way she finished it. She's like, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> next. You're see the gods. <laughs> you know, she w- and she was right. I drank it, and I was transported into the body, although I was still f- me, but I was, like, taking the place of one of the god brothers, not Loki, not Thor, someone else. But Loki and Thor are there. Uh, Freya's there. Like, big names in the old pantheon of mythology on the on the north side are all there. Um, not seeing... I didn't see... Um, uh, grandpa odin or anything he's not around but we're in yeah. asgard and it's we're up in this huge throne space above the city and then down below the rainbow road thing just extends way out and the frost giants have busted through again this is all very non-marvel kind versions of all of this so you may have in your head what that looks like it's they they handle it very straight like the way the norse mythology tells it not the way marvel likes to retell it so uh-huh. it's very different. Thor's not, not going to stop me from picturing it the Marvel yeah, way. Yeah, you're still on. you'll still do it until you see it. I do the same thing. <laughs> but when you get out there, you run all the way down that Rainbow Road, which looks a lot actually like Ragnarok's fight on the on the road on the bridge. It's pretty rad. Um. Anyway, you go out there, you do this fight, you have to push this dude away, and it seems like there's guys that are like power level ninety out there, and you're like, how am I going to win this? But somehow I did, and um, it was cool. It was the coolest thing. Anyway, what got me was the game's famous for these dive off of stuff into water or hay or whatever the game just known for it i get to this point and dive and it's easily the highest dive i've ever done in an assassin's creed game ever yeah and this game has some really cool like camera shake mechanic stuff like when you're zooming around people it just feels like someone's actually filming it and it gets more intense the higher you've jumped as you get closer to the water it is so freaking cool I was really impressed with that. So that zone's awesome, and uh, I did so. I did play a little bit of that the other night before um, before bed. I got too many games right now, and so I keep dipping into stuff. There's and, a lot uh, of them. Yeah, it's hard to stay on top of. It is, uh, but for now, it's it'll be Cyberpunk and WoW, pretty solid for most of the holidays. I think 
if I had yeah. to guess. Uh, okay, let's do an email. Oh, here's this. That's a good question. This is from Physics Falcon. Wrote in, says, hey, Scott, huge fan of CORE. It is currently my favorite podcast. What? What? Nice. Nice. That's pretty good. I'm going through a backlog of episodes, and I kind of wanted to chime in on a topic of movie adaptations of video games. I thought it might be a semi-relative topic or uh, relative topic to talk about again because the Uncharted movie is set to release in six months, and that Monster Hunter movie is coming out. Um, I'm more excited. Oh, about also, the, yeah. we got the confirmation that Oscar Isaac is going to play Solid Snake. Oh yeah, right. I forgot about this. <laughs> That's cool. Which snake though? That's cool. Which snake? Like solid snake. Okay. The patch or no patch? No patch. No patch. Okay. Patch was big boss. Oh right, right, right. I always think of four as big boss. Three? No, three. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, three. he did. I guess he did kind of have a patch in uh, four. Right? right. When he was old snake. Yeah, old snake smoking in the load screens. Remember that? Yeah. That was the thing. Um. <laughs> That's so dumb. When <laughs> those games are so dumb, but they're so good. <laughs> good and dumb. Okay, I miss them. I still sometimes want to crack open that fifth one and just play it, but I haven't done it. Anyway, uh, the point is, what is the point? The point is, he says, "Oh yeah, that movie could be good and could be terrible. We'll ha- we'll have to see." Uh, in the episode, everyone kind of agreed they don't like make or they don't make video games into movies because it generally doesn't work, and the movie turns out to be really bad. And there's the question of whether you should even do it. When would you think uh, about the movie set in the, or what would you think? I think is what he meant about a movie set in the same universe as some of these video games like mass effect or something of that nature, but a completely new and original storyline so that, uh, so that way no one can be like, Oh, that's not commander Shepard and then be salty about the movie. I, for one would love to see a Krogan or Drell or Asari come to life in the big screen, but I know it's a dangerous line to walk. If they then try to recreate the video game storyline, or if they do that, uh, they, uh, this email's written weird. Let uh, me know what you think about it. And if John and Bo have any new thoughts uh, at this point as well. All right, Physics Falcon. It's an interesting point. I mean, I've always, I like it. Mass Effect would make a great universe, but I'd rather have like a, a really well made, like ex, uh, the Expanse level of, of budget uh, TV series set in Mass Effect. That'd be great. Yeah. But stay away from the story from the games. I'm I'm with what they're saying here because as soon as you start to do the well, this is the story of the game. You're gonna draw those comparisons. It's why I'm really curious to see how The Last of Us as a TV show is gonna work because mm-hmm. they are telling that story. But you know, maybe they'll make some twists on it. Who knows? You're gonna see a reinterpretation of it. I'm really curious to see how that does because you can't help but draw comparisons uh, to the thing that you've played. Yep. But I think the Mass Effect universe is definitely big enough to tell stories in that world without having to be the Commander Shepard story. The question is, you know, is that going to get eyeballs on it? Or, right. you know, are people going to go, I don't know what this is. And then people who are fans of the games go, what? They're not telling about Shepard. I don't care. You know, well, like I, it's hard. It's hard to say. The comparison I would make, and I think this is in its favor, is the Witcher. The Witcher was had that problem of what is this on one side? And, oh, this is nothing like the games on the other side. And it seemed like a no win, but it was very popular. It did really well for them. So it was just good enough that it was, you know, it was a successful show for Netflix and they've got more seasons coming as a result. 
I think you could probably pull off Mass, Mass Effect, especially because so I as think long as a, they include a very poppy, catchy song of toss a coin to your specter. There you go. And it catches the world um, off guard. They will do just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that. They they are making a Resident Evil reboot. Like they're rebooting that whole thing. And talk is that'll be more like the original story, which I, in that case might be better than the stuff they did. Yeah. You know, I can't help it. I get excited. I'm apparently such a Resident Evil fanboy, especially for the old stuff. Because they're like, hey, we're talking about the mansion and Raccoon City. And like, there's evidence somebody posted and they're like, hey, this this uh, restaurant, this diner is normally called this. They've changed it to the name that's the same name as the diner that Claire goes into at the beginning of Resident Evil 2. And that's all I needed to hear. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready for this. I just want more and more of that cheesy Resident Evil 2 business. It's so good. Yeah, I'd be in. I love every second of it. Jill! Barry! Both those things. That's what I want. The Adventures of Jill and Barry. Make it happen. Whether it's the awful audio of the first one or the (laughs) extremely cheesy audio of the second one. Yeah. Where Leon gets grabbed by the foot and he just goes, no! (laughs) Yeah, those things were pretty bad. By three, they were starting to work it out and it was less cheesy and more too self-serious, which is kind of where it is now. But I miss the cheese, I have to admit. Yeah. Although there's some pretty good cheese in that third, that remake of the third one we played that you watched me play. Oh, yeah. Those remakes are solid. Yeah. I love those Those remakes. are pretty solid. Do you think they'll do you like a... You beat that. Huh? You beat that remake. You I did. You feel real proud of yourself. I did. There wasn't you some second disc bullshit going on. I didn't have to play it twice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, you're 50% of the way through too, so, <laughs> you know, you get Well, there. I still own it, so who knows? One of these days may just... You know, dust that thing off and play it. I don't know. We'll have to yeah. see. Yeah, only if John's there. I'm not doing this on my own. Are you kidding? Hell no. I learned that. I've learned my lesson. I'm not doing horror games by myself anymore. That doesn't exist. It's not an option. Or at the very least, I have to have a chat room, but I can't do just me in a room. Why would I do that to myself? What is that even When about? are you going to play more of the uh, the Alien game? Oh, I watched you stream that. We didn't ever talk about that on the show. I know. You played, just, uh, you played, what is it, Alien? Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. yeah. Also on Game Pass, by the way, but I owned it on Steam. Yeah, we're uh, so I was playing that with my daughter, and she uh, would watch, and you know, we'd just get a little freaked out together. And we only really got far enough to finally see an alien. Like, it took us forever. That whole first yeah. two and a half, three hour stream or whatever it took that long to get to an alien. But at that point we had to save and get out. That was like Halloween day and we haven't played it since. And I think I'm just nervous to do it, but we'll do it. It's not off the table. I'll do it. It's happening. More aliens. Watch for it. That 2013 game just gets better and better. However old it is 2011 or something. It's old. Actually, how old is that game? Alien isolation. This surprised me because the PC version of that game is gorgeous. Like really yeah, it pretty. It looks really good. It looks straight out of the movie. They did an amazing job with it. Here it is, 2014. Okay. Not as old as I thought. I was thinking 2011 for some reason. It's really, really a good looking game and therefore scary because it's so good looking. That That's part of why it freaked, freaked us out. But I'll play more of that. Don't you worry your little heads. And then when uh, 8 or whatever they're calling it, Village comes out, um, That'll probably happen, <laughs> I guess. 
I don't know. Maybe by then Microsoft will, their rumor is they're, they're eyeing Capcom. That could be interesting. They're going to buy everybody, dude. Yeah. Who's the other one? Capcom and, uh, oh, Konami. There was talk of whatever's left of Konami going up for sale and, uh, Microsoft. Oh, and there's the Resident Evil 4 remake rumors, which are still mostly rumors, but there's been more to confirm it. I'm really curious to see what that is. Right. You know, how how true do you stay to that? Because that game has kind of I mean, that's the game that has informed all of this. Yeah, including these remakes, right? Like these these recent remakes are are in that vein. So it's at some point what's your what's your point of diminishing returns? They're all they all kind of have that behind the shoulder thing until they go full first person in the seventh one. Four established that when you get to four for remake time, is it just, is it truly a remake? Or are they just going to do, you know, beautify it up? Cause it's really not that different than what yeah. it is now. I don't, I don't know. Well, they have a chance to really, I mean, they kind of told their own story in two remake and three remake. Like I'm curious do they try and tie it in? Do they try and connect it a little better? Yeah. Like, I'm really curious to see where they go with that. Same. Um, I I think they're doing cool things with Resident Evil, which is nice because before all they were doing was driving it into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when something's being done well with the franchise you love. So we'll watch and see on that front. Excuse me. That's it. Phoenix Phoenix Fal- Physics Falcon, you're our last email. Thanks for sending that in. He sent his email to talk to the core at gmail.com. And so should you, because we'll read it right here on the show and discuss your thoughts and feelings about everything we talk about or something we missed. We don't care. Criticize us, whatever. We'll take any emails you got. So send those in. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Don't forget. We are supported by you every month at patreon.com slash core show. And if you go do that, it's awesome because it's how we keep the show going. Literally, it's a it's a it's how we do it. So if you're like, hey, what rewards do I get? Go look. It's right over there. You do get some bonus content. You don't get any other way. You'll get that tonight if you're a, if you're a patron. And if you're not, well, you won't. You just don't get it at all. You just get the main show. One extra stuff. Check it out. patreoncom slash core show. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash core. John, anything you want to add, any kind of wisdom, any kind of uh, amazing final thoughts that you might have for the listening audience right now? Uh, Jack in, everybody. Oh, all right. And don't tell your mom. Nope, that doesn't matter. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But only responsibly. In the privacy of your own house. Yeah, right. Don't do it. We don't want you doing it in public, but jack in anytime you want. Jack in to us next week. We'll have another show. It'll be back to Wednesdays, I think. Or is it Thursday next week, too? I don't remember. I think it's Thursday next week. Oh, because I have to... you say you needed two weeks? Yeah, I think so, but I'll double check, and it's either Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll we'll let you guys know. Yesterday I had a thing, so that's why it's today. Anyway, we'll let you know. Keep your eyes on the prize. Have a great weekend. I hope you're one of the people playing the game well in Cyberpunk or otherwise. We'll talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.